0: from NGO Advance media and welcome back to the rutgers rant soon to be renamed the shanaville podcast i wonder if we can actually get that done can we get it called can we get can we get it renamed again they got so angry we did the first time but uh clearly the uh rising from the ashes or whatever it was before wow. is no longer a good name
1: <laughs> if, if we know one thing about Braciano, he does have pretty good lawyers i think he would fight us tooth and yeah, nail as far as using his name and likeness so <laughs> I, I i think we might lose that battle
0: That's probably a good point. All right, anybody, welcome back. Obviously, you know the Greg Shiano news is still the major topic surrounding this program. Uh, To quote the great Judge Elihu Smells, "Well, we're waiting." So, what's going on? I mean, what? So, I mean, I I, I get it that we are in a society that expects everything to happen immediately. There was a meeting last Tuesday. We reported on that meeting uh, that he had significant demands. We got through Thursday where we had. You know, came, they had another meeting, the Board of uh, Governors Athletic Committee, where they agreed to meet those demands. Uh, It is now Monday. Sarge, what's your sense? Yeah, I think
1: we know from the Rutgers perspective, I think they're all in. I mean, they, they, you know, I think they've, you know, the the top decision makers, I think, uh, want Graciano. They want him to be the coach. All we've heard coming out of that meeting was, um, Whatever it takes, uh, go get it done, and um, I think that's from one side. I think the other side, you know, talking about Graciano, I think we have not heard anything as far as you know him being committed, uh, him you know being being uh, sold, and I think you know part of it might be you know he wants you know everything in writing. He's been burned before with the Tennessee thing. And I think he wants to, you know, ha- have have his, his agent and his, his lawyers look at, uh, uh, you know, look at the offer. But um, I think that's where we stand right now. I think, you know, we, I'm a little surprised that it's gone gone into this week, considering, um, you know, the most of the Rutgers officials who have, we, we, we deal with, they've all kind of expressed a, you know, a desire to, to have this done. And now we're Monday, and I think uh, we're still waiting
0: yeah i'm not you know i wouldn't get to the level that anyone should be concerned yet put it that way i, I think that you know it's it's still and if someone someone said this to me and someone in you know in in the Shannon camp pointed out that you know what's the hurry in, in the sense that well you know really there's there's not there's not a lot that he can be that can he can do between now in the end, until the end of November, in an official capacity, there's a lot of things he could even be doing in the unofficial capacity behind the scenes. That uh, it'd be easier to do than if he were introduced as head coach. Uh, that said, I do think though that there becomes a point, Cratch. I mean, don't you agree? There comes a point where they need to get this wrapped up because the un- the uncertainty—if it drags into later this week, early next week—then you start to wonder. Okay, well, what is, what is going on here?
2: No, definitely. I mean, I think. Obviously, you're going to play Ohio State this week. It's going to go very poorly. But then next week, you've got your last home game. It's it's Michigan State, which suddenly might be a competitive game. Michigan State may have just quit at this point. You know, you're going to honor Eric LeGrand, obviously. So that's, you know, so, someone Greg is very close with. You know, this 150th celebration thing. And I think last week, my guess is that in hindsight, there was a lot of people who were maybe, you know, very optimistic it would get done so they could have it be part of the big celebration, but maybe now that the celebration is passed, that moment is gone, maybe you're right. It gets more of a, you know, what's the rush, but, you know, jobs are going to open up across the country and, you know, you don't know. Greg could suddenly become a contender in other jobs. And then it gets, you know, you're already basically meeting, you know, these high demands. Well, you can come back and say, I, got, I want more. So I think if you're Rutgers, you really want to get it done sooner rather than later just because you are running out of times to kind of capitalize on the momentum during
0: what is a loss season. Right. Right. This week still still makes a lot of sense to me just because of the idea that and it still could happen. I mean, we know they have to have 48 hours notice for the Board of Governors to have a meeting. That means if they wanted to do it Thursday or Friday, they could announce they're having a meeting tomorrow and we would be ready to go Thursday or Friday. That hasn't happened yet. Um, You know, just to get it out, getting out ahead of the Ohio State game to me, you know, to change the narrative of the program when this is going to be, you know, we're going to talk about it in a minute, obviously. But this could be a really historic kind of defeat. Um, you know, and then also have give B, give BTN a full three hours to talk about nothing but but Shanna's return. Uh He could be in the broadcast booth. There could be a lot of things that, you know, a lot of things that make sense in that line. I guess it's not a, certainly not a necessity, Sarge, but, you know, given all that's going on behind the scenes, you know, is your sense that people are prepared to do this now or, or is there more, is giving him what he wants? And we talked about a lot, the facilities, Uh, all the demands, the assistant pool, is that just simply taking more time than than maybe we thought it would?
1: If I sound distracted, it's because every time my phone buzzes, I keep on waiting for like, uh, (laughs) you know, (laughs) so um, I guess, I mean, uh, the the way it was put to me is the contract, no matter what is going, he's going to want to have everything in, in writing. And I, maybe I'm naive. I, you know, I, I don't work on uh, under a contract. I've seen these contracts that the coaches sign, and you know, they're 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 expansive documents. So maybe you know, it, it's, a, it's something as simple as his attorneys are reviewing it, and you know, maybe once that happens, then he's going to sign off and, and be committed. Um, but he, from every everything that everyone says, um, Rutgers officials have basically said. They, they, they don't like the word demands, you know, uh, Graciano making all these demands because th- their whole point is, is they were going to do this anyway. Pat Hobbs has to- told me in the past. I mean, we've written stories in the last six months that Pat Hobbs has wanted to do, to do a field house. Whoever the coach is is going to have input. If Chris Ash was still here, he would have had input on, on you know, the, the, the building of, of, of a field house or, or the football facility or whatever they do. Whoever the coach is, whether it's Graciano or or wh- whoever the next coach will, will have input. So, um, this is all stuff that that Pat Hobbs has openly talked about, and it's stuff that 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 Rutgers officials want to get done. So, um, as far as everything else, I mean, coaching salary pool and all the other stuff, we've heard you know time and time again that they're willing to spend you know over four million. So. Um, I can't really see as far as from, from the demand, from, the, from the, uh, you know, his, his desires that that's a big holdup. Maybe is something as simple as, as, as the, uh, the document is expansive and he wants his attorneys and his agent to, to uh, you know, fine, fine tooth comb it. Right, and, may, and, and maybe, and maybe
0: that's just the timing, and it, yeah, exactly, it takes a while. And and again, there 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 is no need to be in a rush. It's it's us that and, and everybody else that just wanted done for closure. I'm going to throw out the doomsday scenario, guys. I hesitate to do this because Rutgers fans are a fragile bunch as it is, but. Uh... <laughs> But here goes. Doomsday scenario, Boston College lost to Florida State over the week and a bad Florida State team drops to five and five. They have a week off. Then they've got Notre Dame and at Pittsburgh. That could be two more losses. You would think that at five and seven, Steve Adazio is going to get fired up there. Uh, Cratch, which job do you think is better, Boston College or Rutgers, if you're a coaching candidate right now? It's a great question. I would say I, I think Rutgers is better. Ooh. Just because. I mean, not winning right away better, but better overall in the conference. I mean, and- well, if, if
2: you're Greg Schiano, you know, and you're getting all these infrastructure, you're, I mean, I assume Greg is probably going to get paid more here than you he would at BC. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's a very interesting comparison because I think BC is a tougher school to probably to re- to recruit to. Um, I know that we, we think about, you know, the way BC has had all this success in New Jersey. Well, I think it's kind of been a unique situation in that they're a Catholic university, one of only two, you know, Division I Catholic universities playing football that has been able to hit, you know, the parochial schools in North Jersey hard and they had a Campanelli on staff. Yeah. You know, and obviously Craig would have continued to have success recruiting New Jersey um, if he were to take the BC job. But I don't know if BC has as much national Appeal. I'm not saying Rutgers has a lot of national appeal right now, but if it were to be built up to the point where it is, um, you know, you're in the ACC. You know, it's a tough division. You, you got to deal with Clemson. Uh, obviously, you have to deal with the big boys in the Big Ten too. I, I think it's a. It, it comes down to I think ultimately, coach, how much do you want to be paid? And I think how the comfort level because. You coach at BC, you're not going to have to deal with the same amount of scrutiny that the head coach of Rutgers is going to have to deal with.
0: Right. Absolutely. All right. So, again, this is no information. I just, just a doomsday, just something that, that popped. You, you looked at that schedule, you, you think about it, Eastern coach, East Coast guy Sarge, do you buy into that idea? Or, or am I just uh, talking out of my, you know what, as usual?
1: No, I I do. I mean, <laughs> taking a couple of steps further, where where was uh, Graciano m- most recently? He was in New England, so I mean, it's not hmm. like you know he he doesn't have you know he he's clearly it's not a, it's not a place where he 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 wouldn't mind living. I don't I don't think, and it's a place where he he can get Jersey recruits. He he can get um you know still tap into to uh you know New York his his recruiting uh, turf uh that's made him successful everywhere he's been. I don't think is is on. I would argue with Cratch on, on on one perspective. Yeah, Clemson is never is is, is, is now rolling, and they're always uh, going go, going to be uh, you know thorn in, in their side. But beyond that, I mean, if we're talking eight and four, nine and three, and, and you know and, and that that level, Boston College is way more. First off, Adazio is recruited pretty well. Yeah, they go seven and five every year. It's not uh, unrealistic that the next coach is going to be able to come in with the talent and 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 what's already been built and and be able to take it to the next level. To go from seven and five to to eight and four, nine and three, ten and two, is not an unrealistic jump. It's way harder to go from two and ten to you know four and eight. You know bowl uh, bowl game in year two, year three. And, you know, I think a lot of fans will have patience with Greg Shiano, but he knows you know, the landscape better than anyone. That After three years, people are going to be clamoring to get back to bowl yeah, games.
0: Of course. All right. <clears throat> Gun to your head. I'm going to put the odds right now. The percentage that Greg Schiano is introduced as Rutgers coach sometime soon, I say it's still – this is a good card sharks thing. where we have to go higher or lower. I still think it's 86%. Sarge, are you going higher or lower than that? The world's waiting, Sarge. Then really? Did he die? Maybe. Maybe he just. Maybe. Maybe I, the, the stress. The stress of this killed him. Finally. Now I hear noise. It's quite possible that Sarge has died on the call. That's a shame. That's a. Sh- well, what do you think, Cratch? Give me. Give me your number.
2: Uh you said eighty-six. I will go.
1: I think it's a perfect number. Eighty-six percent.
0: Eighty-six percent. Okay.
1: All right, Sarge. You're alive. You back. I'm back. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I was uh, returning a text message. It was not the uh, the, the answer, by the oh, way. Okay.
0: So, oh, great. You got to stop.
1: It was actually my wife uh, putting in her uh, grocery. <laughs> <email list>. <laughs>
0: that's <laughs> perfect. Oh, Great. I hope, I hope you're going shopping. What does she need?
1: <laughs> oh, that's probably for a discussion for a different podcast. Oh, I will go higher. Higher than percent Okay. That's
2: yes, great. I will go higher. Can I, can I just throw out one last thing about the, yeah. the doomsday scenario? Uh-huh. You know, even <laughs> if, even let's say, let's say Shiano, obviously none of us are inside his head, thought BC was a better job than Rutgers. I don't think it's a guarantee that BC is going to want to go from one, you know, East Coast tough guy football point yeah. to another. Yeah. Yep. They might want some offensive whiz kid, and there's, a whole litany of them yeah. to choose from yep. and, around yeah. the country. So that's also something to keep in mind. Maybe Comerca's fans down a little a bit. Less, as they yeah, get a
0: less expensive guy on the way up a guy, you know, and that might be where you get a Jeff Halfley or a guy who is something as a hot shot assistant in the big program. That's a great point. All right. Before I start talking about car trucks again, let's, I know, I have an idea of what we can do to distract us from this. How about we talk about a football game? There's actually one football game this week, Ohio state coming here to Biscataway um, I mean, I, the, the spread is remarkable 50 and a, 51 and a half points, which is the largest spread in a big 10 game. But I think what's more remarkable is the over under is 55. I and mean, I don't know how that's, I, I've never seen anything like that. That's, I mean, you know, I'm not exactly, you know, the guy sitting there in the casino all the time, but that, that just seems crazy. Uh, what is your sense, Cratch as to how the program, how Nunzio, how everyone is kind of looking at, What's gonna happen here this weekend?
2: Well, I think they're certainly, you know, going into this eyes wide open, like I don't I don't think Nunzio thinks he's gonna win the game. You know, I know they're, not, they're not trying to pull that, you know, on any given Saturday, it's still still hundred yards, boys. Like, no. Like I think they're very cognizant of the fact that this is not going to end well in their favor on the scoreboard on Saturday. I think they're just taking it as look, you know, you're in the big ten, this is the best team in the country, arguably. This is a chance to go out there and, and and try to grow as a player and as a program and, and put good stuff on tape. Um, we'll see how like I mean, you mentioned the line. The last three games, Rutgers, Ohio State games, Scarlet Knights have been outscored 166 to three, and Ohio State has covered the fifty one point fifty one point line. I think it is right now. Uh, the biggest point spread in, in Big Ten intra conference history. Um, they've covered it twice in the last three games, right, so right.
0: this is uh, yeah, this is going to be pretty cringe worthy. Well, especially day. when you see what what uh, Ohio State did to Maryland, and that was just, I mean, seventy three fourteen. Some of the numbers are just, I mean, just ridiculous. I mean, they beat
2: they beat Indiana fifty one to ten.
0: Yeah, I know. It's just yeah, it's a, it's amazing. Sorry, sorry. Are we headed toward a seventy three fourteen, or do you think? You know, because of the respect that they might have for this program a little bit more than Maryland, based on some of the stories I saw out there, uh, that Jason Day is going to try to uh, dial it down. Can he dial it down? Ryan, I'm sorry, Ryan. Can can he dial it down? Ryan Day. Jason Day plays golf.
1: I guess. Yeah, Jason Day plays plays golf. No, Jason
0: Day would definitely run it up if he could. But Ryan Day is a different
1: story. Uh, What do you think? No, I've said I've said it all along. Like, you know, I think there's a feeling that. They, uh that Ryan Day might need to uh you know deal with Nunzio, you know, if Nunzio does go back to high school or if, you know, that that I think there's a re- more of a respect level between Ohio State and, and Rutgers. And I don't see them running it up in in, in the fourth quarter. I think, uh, based on some of the conversations I've had, it sounds like there was no love loss with Ohio State and, and Maryland this past week. Uh there were some um you know stories that popped out that uh you know, Ohio State suspected Maryland of possibly turning in um, Chase Young to the NCA, yeah. um, which you know has caused Chase Young to, to uh, you know, their their star defensive end to uh, get suspended. Um, so, uh, if that's the case, then you could certainly see the uh, scenario where where Ohio State was not going to dial down against Maryland, I don't see it happening uh, this week you know I, I look I mean I, I I thought the more interesting thing with the over was the over under it was 55 and a half I think it started off at and the points rate was at 50 and a half that means Vegas doesn't expect Rutgers to score a touchdown yeah, so I know yeah in, in some respects I you know I, I, I think we could see a 56 to, to seven game. Rutgers covers, but, you know, obviously it was still a blowout. Right. I mean, do you expect him to score a touchdown? Yeah, no, not really. No. But, but it's sure, not,
0: it's I happen, mean, you know, it. the ball bounces, and this kid picks it up. Who knows? I mean, it's... I, yeah. All exactly. Right. All right, let's dive into true or false. Do uh, you know how it works? First one, true or false? This rebuild will be more difficult for Greg Schiano than the first one. James Cratch, true or false?
2: Uh, false. Sarge?
0: False. I'm coming back to this one because I've got got an interesting stat on it later. All right. True or false? Greg Ciano's arrival would be bad news for Rutgers basketball. Cratch, true or false? False, False. Sarge? False. Mm. Okay. Contradicting some content I've read on other websites. True or false? Rutgers does not need a new football facility and to spend more than $100 million on it is crazy. Cratch, true or false? True oh, good, I like that all right, sarge
1: that's a great question. Um, <laughs> I'll say true, huh, right,
0: true or false, Ohio State is going to try to
1: score a sixty on Rutgers.
0: Cratch
2: false, I think they will, but I don't know. If it's gonna try
0: involved. All right sarge uh false, <laughs> okay, well, the next one is Ohio State is going to tr- going to score a sixty. Without trying, Cratch, we know your answer. Sarge, your answer? True. True. True or false? It's a conference game. There is no running up the score. Cratch, true or false? False. False. Sarge? False. Okay. And finally, true or false, Rutgers will never beat Ohio State in my lifetime. My person, I am 46 years old. You know, as you know, a problem drinker who does not have healthy habits whatsoever. So keep that in mind when you no get answer this true or false scratch. <laughs> in my lifetime, will Ohio State lose to Rutgers? Uh true. They will. Rutgers will beat Ohio it will State. Will beat them. Okay. So false. The question was: Will never beat them? Rutgers oh, will beat them. Okay. Sarge, the answer is true, and I expect you to live into your nineties. Wow, that's good. God, I love optimism. It's about time someone says something nice to me. Well, how
1: right. optimistic, by the way? I just said that Rutgers will never beat Ohio State. Well, you said I would live into my nineties. Oh, okay. that's <laughs> fine for that. That's fair.
0: Good grief. <laughs> you oh, so <laughs> Absolutely. That's wonderful. I'm still, still going to, yeah, I'm going to call my life insurance company right now and get an extension. All right. So I like the first one because you both said that you think that this rebuild will be, will be less difficult than Seattle for the first time. And I have, this is great. A guy named Bill Bate, a loyal reader, sent me these numbers that I had not added up from the years 1996 to 2000. Rutgers compile the record of eleven and forty-four, which is a winning percentage of two hundred. Figuring that Rutgers will lose the last three games, the record for the last five years will be thirteen and forty-seven, which is a winning percentage of twenty-one. I'm sorry, two-one-six or or so, about twenty-one percent. So nearly identical, which is kind of amazing when you think about it. I mean, it's it. I guess it'll be easier in some ways because the facilities in a large part are here and there's a different level of commitment. But, uh, I mean, talent in the program and proof on the field, it certainly looks like it's going to be about the same. Why do you disagree with that, Cratch? I just think transfer
2: portal, Mm -hmm. Big Ten affiliation, more commitment. You know, and I think honestly, I I just, as I've always said, I think that a lot of times, a lot of these games, the talent level is not this massive disparity. Obviously it is on this Saturday, it will be, but other, you know, Maryland, Indiana, Illinois, even like it, it's not that big of a, of a gap. And I just think that in two to three, in three years, they should, if they do everything right, they should be able to go six and six. And I think that is, makes it a lot easier for Shiana to kind of rebuild than when, he was in year five and he still hadn't gone to a ball. Sarge, you agree? Yeah, I agree with all that.
1: I I, I think um, that from the – I would disagree with the one thing. I, I don't think that they're, they're, they are they're have even come close to having a, uh, equal talent to any Big Ten team that they've faced this year. Even Illinois, uh, we, we, we've seen. I would disagree with that standpoint. From a talent standpoint, he's inheriting a mess. But I do think that from the transfer portal and – uh, the resources standpoint. Uh, this is not what he what what he inherited back in 2000, 2001. Uh, they had better facilities and more of a commitment. Um, I think that uh, he's going to uh, want want to uh, use you know all of that to his favor, and I think uh, he, they'll be able to get some, some uh, an infusion of talent. I
0: will say this: it was described to me at one point that that program uh, when he when he first came in here that there was one legitimate. Big, you know, big-time college football player, and it was L.J. Smith. Otherwise, there was just no one on the roster. That's a different story now. They do have some players, but it's just, you know, it, it isn't. I really don't think it's that far off from where it was, just on talent-wise. Everything else, I agree with you. Um, but it's just going to be interesting to see how how quickly you can rebuild that roster. All right. So, Sarge, you do not think they need to build the football facility? Do you, you think that what they have now with the field house would be enough?
1: I. Th- i think everything that they've done to this point um w- w- with the addition of the rodkin center that whole thing was done uh with the idea of moving everything out of the health center i'm talking mm-hmm. of, uh the academics they have you know the, the third floor is entitled it uh, is dedicated to academics uh you have uh the, the two soccer programs and two lacrosse programs are in there now uh they'll move tennis out, out presumably as well so then the Hale Center is all football. The, I, to me, you, you renovate uh, the Hale Center. Um, you know, I get it. I mean, you're, you know, e- even the parking lot. I was, you know, when I pulled into the parking lot today, you know, it's just one of those things. No one thinks about the parking lot, but the parking lot needs to be completely repaved. This is ugly. The sidewalks. We're talking, you know, a, a new, a, a new facade of the Hale Center. The, the the look of the Hale Center is old, but um, so you're probably talking about a, a complete renovation. But I don't think you need to. to completely uh, knock it down and like build a uh, you know a, a new uh, building over by the bubble I think you, you can make the uh, the health center work
0: I guess I just and I you know I just think why would you build why would you invest money in something that's going to be already be subpar the moment it's done like at least the basketball facility it opens and you're like okay this is as good as anybody else has right? Cratch, I guess you agree with me that if you're going to do something, you're going to invest even 10 million dollars in sprucing up the health center. Why not throw that money at a new place? I mean, is that is that where you're coming from? I mean, I just think it's it's
2: difficult, and I think it's this one of the reasons why it's it's taking long is that you know I said it the other week. You don't, you know, major, you know, Greg, you Brown don't build a $4 million locker yeah, room that they think is going to get oh, incredible in yeah. 18 months, you know, and 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 they're, they're planning to do like a a, lo- a player's lounge in the health center. And, you know, granted, it's not that stuff can still be used for game day, but that's just that's a lot of money to spend on, the, on a thing that's used 12, 13 days a yep. year. So, you know, I okay, so like, all right. I joked with a couple of boosters, said, "Yay! Yeah, you think the Rodkins are open for a change of plans? You know, yeah. like could you could you turn this into the football slash academic center and add a field house off to the side? I, I don't think that's going to happen, obviously. So my big question is, okay, so where are you going to put the Death Star now? <laughs> are you, you going to just blow up the Hale Center and, and rebuild it out? Um, there's a lot you of know, land over there, I will say that. Some land." Have have you say, land over there. There's you know, like, some land. You know, I mean, are you going to take away, like, for instance, the, the, the Bataglia practice complex, uh, the far field is a turf field. I am in my, you know, you guys would know more of you around longer than I have. I never once have seen Chris Asher and Nunzio Campanella use that field for practice. I believe, you know, cross programs, so, you know, other programs practice on that field. So, I mean, are you going to put the indoor there? Are you going to put it by the bubble? You know, another... Thing is too is if you're going to have this beautiful state-of-the-art you know football palace you know or whatever one of you guys called it with an indoor facility like are they are they going to just want to practice inside all day every day no. you know so i think there's a lot of there's a lot of questions that have to be answered about the new facility yes, they are. um i understand the health center has its complications but i i think it's just it all we said you know sarge mentioned earlier in the show Pat Hobbs has talked about, you know, on the record about building a field house, but I think the plan has always been, they were just going to build a big barn that hold held a turf field. Not that they
0: were going to like, bring the whole operation into a new place. All right, let's dive into the podcast questions, that uh, the Rutgers Insider questions. And of course, you guys know all about our Rutgers Insider. Never been. Uh, keep on adding new subscribers each month. Uh, we have a 4 dollars You get texts from us all day long with inside information and discussions about what's going on. So go to NDA.com backslash text and sign up there. Uh, a lot of questions, obviously, on the coaching situation. Uh, here's one. Do you really think Greg Shannon is going to get Three million dollars plus per year. Uh, it's hard for me to believe that he wants three million plus and millions for the staff and a field house and a new hail center. Uh, Sarge, my answer to that is it's just the going rate. I, mean, I don't know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to get much more than that. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's going to be. I, I mentioned four uh, earlier. I think yeah, it'll escalate. But um, everything that I've heard is he's way more focused on the the assistant salary pool. I think that's a greater concern. Look, I mean, I don't think he's going to take two million. I don't think he's going to take what Chris Ash made. Uh, so I would think that it'll be over over three. But you know, I don't think he's going to be five. You know, so somewhere I think in the three point five to to four million dollar range, I think it will probably be where the where where the numbers at.
0: And the follow up question, obviously, is six, seven, eight years. What do you, what's your guess? Probably seven years. Seven. Wow. All right. Here's another one. Uh, who are some of the names you believe Shiano have hired will surround himself with OCDC and other assistants? And do you re- realistically see any of PJ Flex's assistants leaving "quote the boat in Minnesota for New Jersey crutch? I mean, obviously there's a bunch of guys on that name. We've gone through names before. Do you think he'd pluck? Mm-hmm. He be able to pluck some of those guys off? Or would he want to pluck some of those guys off from, from PJ staff?
2: I think he may. I mean, it's going to be a lot tougher because obviously PJ got his yeah. big extension last week. And part of that deal is that Uh, I think it's 1.25 million in the next two years, including like a million point, you know, 1.05 million in 2020 going into the assistant pool to give raises to his guys. Um, I think I look at that staff. I think defensive line has been a massive issue for Rutgers. That's something they have to get better in the trenches. So I think Jim Panagos would be the top guy that you'd want to pluck off that staff. I mean. You know, Joe Rossi is going to be in demand as defensive coordinator. Shiraka, a lot of those guys, you know, not, to be, not going to list all of them that are there. Um, I think Anthony Campanelli at Michigan, obviously would be at the top of the list. Um, some other guys, I, I know people keep on asking about Jeff Halfley. I just don't see, I would be really surprised if that's realistic, because he's a guy who is making a million dollars already and is probably going to be a head coaching candidate elsewhere. I think he'd be really hard for Greg to kind of pluck here.
0: Um, and he'd probably only be here for a year, and he'd probably be had to go right. somewhere. Right. All right. Here's one that goes back to the point and the true or false. Uh, I understand the basketball team is in pretty good shape right now with the coach and the new uh, APC. Uh, but the last time Shannon was hired, it seemed like all of the athletic department's resources went to football and the other programs were forgotten about and went into a long decline. Do you think it'll be diff- different this time around? Uh, you know, and this, this was obviously a good friend, Jerry Carino wrote a column wondering about that same thing. So did Dave White for, uh, you know, so, uh, I mean, Sarge, I just feel like you've got a coach who you love, who's, who's signed through what 2022, 2023. And mm-hmm. you've got a building now that is as good as anywhere. I mean, how, like, what can they do? What can, I mean, they can't, they can't, they can't steal the basketballs. I mean, what, like, I get that maybe rack renovations might be postponed. I and mean, what do you think? Is there, any, is there anything that can happen to the basketball program now that will be bad under Greg Shadow?
1: Yeah, if, if they hadn't already built this already, then it, it might be more yes. reason for concern. But here's the thing. When football is bad, which they've been historically bad for the last three years, when they're historically bad, it's not good for anything. Yeah. It's not good for yeah. the women's soccer team. Just went to the uh, semifinals of the Big Ten tournament. They were going back to the NSA tournament. It's not good for anyone to be taught. It's, it's Scott Goodell. Like, it, like he's not. You know, football needs to 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 figure it out. And you know, Steve Peichel would be the first one to say it. Like, if, if football is is you know is you know more of an attraction, then then it helps his re- recruiting. So. Of course, you're going to have to to uh, put put uh, the facilities and, and invest and put a football at, at the top of the list. Every school, every Power Five school in the country, you know, is is, is will, will point that way. Um, to me, if, if if the RWJ wasn't already built, then I guess it would be an issue. But it's it's there now, and um, you know, outside of, of maybe an assistant coach, but I, I you know, look, Steve Michael has a lot of equity. You know, the donors love him. If Steve Peichel needs to get some more resources, he can make a phone call.
0: I would be more worried. This is Steve Peichel's third year. We talked about it last week, Crash. But, you know, I think a bigger problem for Steve Peichel would be a a, a season that falls below expectations.
2: Yes, I would whole, I definitely wholeheartedly agree. Um, and, look, we, we kind of saw it. I mean, now they bounce back against Niagara. But lackluster opening night effort against Bryant, and you already could see on social media the way the fan base was kind of like, yeah. well, that was bad. Like that was not good. That's not promising. This and that. And obviously they're young, but you can't. It's the same thing with football. Like you, you can only say they're young so long.
0: Right. You know, right. This is kind.
2: So I, I think yeah. Like I think that's the biggest. It, the, men's basketball program should not be worried about Greg Schiano coming back. They should be worried about
0: actually finishing with a winning record and getting to the NIT. Totally agree. Uh, all right. This is a, this is an interesting one. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, the one thing I'm curious is relative to you guys. How accessible will Greg be and how much exposure will he give, allow the team over the summer and during the weeks of the regular season with media? Ash didn't seem to give you and us much access. I'm hoping it's different. Sarge, I mean, you, you were there for for Greg. He was very open with practices. I'm hoping you know he's a little guarded with everything else. I'm hoping that changes. But I mean, do you think that that he will recognize the need to be the forward face of this thing, or are we going to kind of go back to you know 2001, 2002, 2003
1: pro- approach? What do you think? Yeah, two things about that. One, I don't think it'll be the way it was because because you know it's not that, that way anywhere. So I think he's going to try to adopt a model where I think the access will be better. Um, it, you know, and when we talk about access, it's good for the fans. It's yeah. you know better, better for the fans to have press content, uh, and, and, uh, two reporters like, like crash and I at practice every day and, and cranking out content. It's just good. Graciano since, you know, when he started at Rutgers, I, you know, I covered those, those years. He knew he used the media to his advantage, uh, with, in terms of recruiting. I would expect that to be the case again. Um, whether, you know, they have practice availability every day. Um, in some form I, I think he'll 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 try to make it year round. He he understands that, you know, that you know, that to 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 uh you know make himself available in June, July when 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 even when they're not practicing, I think he would make himself available. I think he gets the media landscape better than anyone.
0: Yeah, and he has na- he has national media connections now through Ohio State and through the NFL. And I think that kind of stuff it's gonna be a national story if he got- does come back and that that'll go away eventually, but he still is familiar with that. One thing, Cratch, and I you know, I'm thinking about this in relative to this question, thing that I liked a lot under Shiano, and you were here you weren't here obviously, but you'll you'll certainly understand where I'm coming from, is that I had better relationships with the players because Uh, they were available more often, they were available for longer periods of time, you could sit down and do a long feature on a guy, you know, and a guy like uh, Kasim Green or, you know, Brian Leonard or all these players over the years that are such good representatives of the university, while they were here, the people you want in front of us as much as possible, were in front of us as much as possible. You know, I hope that's something that changes, and I can imagine how it would impact your coverage if you had that.
2: Yeah, no. I mean, look. I, I think at this point, i would sure that Greg Schiano has to be aware of the current situation. And the current situation is a lot of days there's one, two, maybe three on a wild day. People at the open practice on Tuesday when the hour is yeah. open. Um, there are a lot of times where I'm the only guy that interviews after practice. You know, or I, you know, or me and the, you know WRSU or something like that. I mean, it's just the press corps is not very big, and I think that. It's Kind of a shame for a Big Ten program, so we can only hope. I mean, the one other thing I, I would really hope that Chiana will bring is I think it's good for the fans and it's good for us is, a, is an injury report. Um, they have one at Ohio State, so his last stop they had one. I know they had used to have one here because a lot of times, you know, you, you know, this thing's this fall, especially now when the team's struggling. You know, things just fall through the cracks, and all of a sudden, fans are kind of like, "Where is this kid? Where is this kid? Where is this kid?" Well, you know, that kid, you know, hasn't been playing a lot, but he's been out for three weeks with a with a broken foot. But no one ever says anything. You know, it just kind of falls through the cracks because it's just not a lot of attention or you know, a lot of access. So I would
0: hope that he definitely would bring that back at the least. All right, thanks for the questions. They were great ones as always. NJ.com text sign up. Get your, get your information directly from us. All right, want to do a prediction? I mean, I, you know, I guess we have to. Prediction, 50 points, 51 and a half points. Uh, it's not been, what did you say, 166 to 3 is what it had been against Ohio State? And mm-hmm. then, then, of course, this year it's what, 240? 200 what's the current against Big Ten? Whatever the numbers are, they're not good. It's not Scratch. good. <laughs> Cratch, what, what are you picking for this game?
2: I am going to pick here. I'll pull it up. Two forty-five to twenty-four. So
0: far, all right. That's bad.
2: And and I just want to say, Ohio State has only allowed seventy-seven points total this year, lowest lowest in the nation. Yes. All right. Uh, I will go uh, Buckeyes sixty-five, Scarlet Knights
0: zero. Breaking breaking into the sixties. Would that be running? I guess for you depends what happens, but would that be running up the score? I guess probably not. Uh, Sarge, what do you got?
1: Yeah, I'll go with the score I went earlier, fifty-six to seven. I guess that would be, be a Rutgers cover. Um, I think that they you somehow find a way to score a touchdown, and you know, in in a lot of ways, that's, that that'll be a win for them. Um, I don't see Ohio State running it up, so I I think fifty-six to seven seems about right to me. All
0: right, I think we're going to be sitting there early in the fourth quarter wondering right on that number. It's going to be like 49 nothing, and we're going to wonder if they're going to punt off, if they're going to run into the line. Let's get something like that's going to happen. Uh, but I do think they will cover. I do not. I am not optimistic about the seven. I'm going to stop short of the 60s. I'm going to go 56-0. to nothing. All right. Anything else we want to talk about? We talked about hoops uh, briefly. We talked about women's soccer briefly. Any final thoughts, Cratch? What do you got? Uh, no. No. I- we were remiss to mention the other day
2: uh, women's volleyball won two Big Ten matches this year, I believe, so far. So that's Break big for them, them obviously. Yes. So they're making progress there. Uh, Arela Garantes, I believe, was Big Ten player of the week for the women's basketball team. They're off to a 2 0 start. Uh, wrestling had a successful weekend, you know, kind of wrestling on a at two tournaments, you know. Some beat some ranked kids, but you know, a couple of kids won their their pools at the title, so they're going to have their first real kind of dual meet action this coming weekend. A little West Coast swing at Fresno State and Cal State Bakersfield. Uh, Hoops going to Toronto on Saturday, but they've got Drexel at home on Wednesday. Uh, Drexel, and around the good. No.
0: Drexel, good. No. Yeah.
2: Uh, you know, big, the Big Six. I know they're not part of the Big Five, so Big Six. So I mean, yeah, I can see them. Be a little bit of a test. Maybe, maybe give records a push for a first half right, or so. Every
0: year they've lost one of these games. So until they lose a game like this one at home, I almost lost the ground I got almost, but still they haven't, at least they haven't lost it yet. So that's a good point. Cratch, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, uh, Sarge. What else? You got anything else before you got to go out to the grocery store? I don't want to keep you from from your from your honey do list here. What what else do you mm-hmm.
1: have? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I'm just waiting like everyone else for, for a resolution, and hopefully uh, that comes, you know, before uh, you know you start cashing in those uh, life insurance checks <laughs> at when, age ninety.
0: Ninety. When when we when we sign on for this podcast next week, Sarge, are we going to be talking about having seen a press conference or no what's your what's your thought
1: yes i think i think think so but i I, you know don't hold me to it oh i'm gonna hold you of course (laughs) (laughs) the first thing i say
0: all right signing off (laughs) thanks for listening as always everyone steve putty james Kratz, keith Sargent. until next time